0: Gamer podcast number 490. I am uh, joined this week and for the next few weeks uh, by Matt from upstairs who no longer possibly will have to give him a new nickname for the next few weeks because he is still from upstairs but he's going to be downstairs for a while. Hello Matt from currently downstairs, (laughs) how are you doing? I'm okay, I have actually been
1: thinking about a new nickname. Um, Oh yeah? Yeah, I was thinking permanent co-host.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see what some of the we've had some uh, some correspondence from various various listener camps the pro-mat camp the pro-rich camp Uh, Um, well there's no there's no replacing rich
1: in reality
0: (laughs) but but He'll be uh, hopefully listening along, and uh, you know. Oh he... no, he
1: won't be. I guarantee you, Rich will not be <laughs> listening to this out of like a sort of
0: spite. <laughs> yeah, a sense of loyalty to the old yeah. format and hatred. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you've. Uh, well, I was. Uh, I was asking you when the mics were hot. Uh, when the when the mics were not hot, but then I realised it was podcasting gold. Um, you've uh, you've just come back from I think Scotland, a lock, you say. Possibly not Loch Ness. But, no, not,
1: not Loch Ness. That's very, very far north. But we went right. to Loch Eck, which is a very, very little, little loch. Oh, um okay. Is it, we, my, my wife uh, looked at it online and described it as very overlooked. But it was like, <laughs> poor old Loch Eck, the article said. And I was like, ah. But it does mean that it's a very like rural bit and very, very beautiful you know, bit of Scotland, which is already a very Ooh. beautiful place in sort of the the rural areas and yeah just we yeah. stayed in a little cabin um ate a lot of food Ooh, um I've not got yeah. a lot of snack watch for you but I've got if you want like full course meals
0: oh I'll take I'll take a bit of that <laughs> it's I mean it's you know snacks are one thing but if we can get some gourmet meal watch oh, going it was uh, the, there was what? there was some good Were stuff you- you guys cooking for yourselves, or what sort of cabin was was? Uh, I should say, by the way, to the listeners, this is uh, Matt's honeymoon. We're talking about. He didn't just do this randomly. Yes, uh, sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, congratulations and everything. But Thank but you. what what was going on with this with this cabin then? Was this that you have to fend for yourselves?
1: No, it was, it was a little. You know, it's one of those little sort of like, you know, electrics, no Wi-Fi type of thing. so A little like Ooh. plug-in heaters, a little little tiny TV, and some free view, but. Mm. Uh, but no Wi-Fi. Um, lots of blankets, and you know, I started reading um, *Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy* for the first time, which was a nice huh. little, nice little treat. Um yeah. But but yeah, uh, it, the, but you know, you it's one of those things. You like you're very in the middle of nowhere, but you only need to drive then like 10-15 minutes, start hitting a lot of little like uh, a lot of inns and things, oh, and that's then nice. And then we've um, we went to like a. Uh, a fish place in in Vereri, which is a little bit further out and another place in um, in Dunoon um, oh. but so yeah oh so so okay Scottish soup called Cullen Skink which I'd not heard of before it doesn't sound appetising it does a very
0: strange name but I'm sure that it's not what is it oh delicious it's
1: like it. all it is is basically cream leeks oh. potato and smoked haddock Oh Christ! Oh, yeah. and like for like going in December as well, like winter, right? Oh
0: man! So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. And were you got were you guys cooking this yourselves?
1: You no, no, soup? no. We we went out for for all our all of Ooh, our foods. Um, very nice. But I mean, I did I cook anything at all? I think we planned to. We bought a load of food <laughs> to cook in the cabin, but just we both we both love eating out so much.
0: Yeah. Um so oh, yeah, that. you like your walks and stuff, don't you? Your sort of yeah. hikes around we lakes did, um, and such.
1: We did Puck's Glen, which is this sort of beautiful uh walk up like little mini waterfalls, like I'm sort sure mm, when I say yeah. waterfall I mean like five foot, but it's mm. just constant and uh and covered in sort of moss and green even even this time of year. Ooh nice. Um and then what else do we went to an oyster bar, and I don't like oysters, but I had uh, longostine, which is delicious. Rhianna had oh. mussels. Uh, another place we went to, she had like venison wrapped in bacon, which was delicious. Oh my! Christ. With like a beetroot mash. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh great, yeah, great is, stuff. This is my sort of thing. This is I've, this is unbelievable. I've actually.
1: barely eaten for like two days since we got back <laughs> because we just so overindulged when we were there.
0: Um, I got a yeah. haggis spring roll as well. That was delicious. Oh, do you know I've? Oh no, I have had haggis, but I've I sort of feel like I've never proper because you know it's one of those things where it's like I've had Guinness, but I've never had Guinness in Ireland, right? Yeah. Or. Yeah. I've had I've had haggis, but it I don't know. Can one really say that one has had haggis unless you've had it, unless you've gone to Scotland? And I mean, I don't know how good our haggis reproduction is over here. When but. I've
1: had it in a spring roll, I feel like I've not really had haggis <laughs> as well. <in> <laughs> but,
2: but it was it was yeah. delicious. It's just always it's
1: nice. Isn't it? It's a nicely spiced Ooh, yeah. uh, thing, and um, yeah, that 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 haggis spring roll as well was with a, um, a peppercorn mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Devast- <laughs> Devastating stuff. What was the? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if if this is even you know a fu- some sort of possibly a honeymoon faux pas. I don't know. <laughs> but um, what was the console situation? Did the Switch get a look in on the road?
1: I mean, the Switch, the Switch came up with me. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> well, because we
1: we both because Renan um plays a, a lot of stuff. These yeah. Days. Um, yeah. So I mean, she's like finished Breath of the Wild. She's deep into to Red Dead Redemption Two at the moment, um, which I've not played. So I'm I'm. You know. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but in but in terms of Switch, I mean, we so yeah. So we took it up. We we normally play a bit of like Overcooked or something, but um yeah we just it got it got a look in for a little bit with pokemon but other than that you know there wasn't a lot of time yeah and i, I sure. sort of i was always going to do that when i came back right so it felt like well, the yeah. best break <laughs> yeah exactly right so like I, I very rarely read so i was reading instead and
0: oh that's nice yeah. that's well when it's your job i i i completely get that i i have this weird uh sort of hesitance on even just like oh, this is really weird like weekends <laughs> uh, I, I just think to myself like, oh, I should play such and such a thing because I know I've got to review that in the week. But it's like my my body and and kind of my brain just. Resists. It's sort of like no, no, no. no. I'm go go for a walk. Go for a walk. Put the telly on. Just you know, have some food. And it get and it's almost like it feels like procrastinating in my head because I keep (laughs) thinking like, oh, you really should play it. But it's like reverse procrastinating because most normal people procrastinate probably by playing video games instead of doing (laughs) them.
1: No, no, I I 100% agree with that. Especially if it's something you're, like you say, you're you're reviewing for work. Mm -hmm. Unless I'm like absolutely obsessed with it, which was like Elden Ring earlier this year. Oh yeah, yeah, a big time. Where like it didn't feel like work to play it. But like, and that it's a weird thing to describe to people, right? When you when you do this, but I because I, I know Rich doesn't do this. Rich, you know, in his spare time, just <laughs> plays the game he's reviewing, and then a second yeah. game that he's reviewing, and like, a yeah. third like, on
0: a fourth, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I've I've had days, and it's the weirdest thing in the world where I've got a game to review, and I'm like, it's pretty good, but I'm not like you know loving life. Yeah. And um and <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll play it for, you know, for like five, six hours during the afternoon, do my new shift in the morning. I'll I'll yeah. play that game non for five, six hours. And the clock will hit like five, ten past five, like clocking off time and I've yeah. I i press something on the controller and I shut down the PlayStation. It's like a weird thing it's to like be I like don't wanna, yeah, Well work's sure. over, yeah. Or or I'll then like I'll switch to another game but saying that I wanna play Something that you for me. Play. Yeah, like I'll switch especially like Working for an Xbox and PlayStation site, I'll play an Xbox game for five hours. Work will be over, and I'll grab the Switch and, and I'll be you like your, uh, y- your yeah. Nintendo break. Yeah, yeah, yeah like time it. time for my time. And um, no, I'm the same on a on a weekend. And, yeah, unless I'm absolutely obsessed with it, I'm like oh, I could put like three hours into I don't know like Gotham Knights when I was doing the guide. It's like trying to find all oh, the batarangs yeah, yeah, around yeah. the city <laughs> and just being like, oh yeah, you know, I could do that, but or I could. Uh, that I could sit down and watch Saturday Kitchen or something like (laughs) that. Yeah, and it's a a no
0: contest when Saturday Kitchen's in the offing. Oh, obviously, yeah. Fair (laughs) enough. All right, well, speaking of uh, Pokemon, as you very briefly did, I'm going to queue up a jingle uh, and we're going to get right to it because we've got some exciting stuff on the slate this week. Oh, 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 dog, 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 dog. Uh, First up this week is, uh, well, it's a little bit late. Actually, to be honest, like all of our stuff is a little bit late. We were hamstrung last week because Rich Walker had uh, the Callisto protocol, um, but couldn't talk about it. And I don't even think he was allowed to confirm that he had it. Or you very,
1: like you very sneakily confirmed that he was a fan <laughs> of uh, of Dead Space, the original yeah, Dead Space, and would we, like yeah. a spiritual successor to it.
0: He was. I could feel him sort of squirming on air. He was quite uncomfortable because he thought I might break the embargo, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, we're allowed to we're allowed to randomly discuss Dead Space if we like. Of um, course you can. but actually. Uh, before, because so I got a copy, uh, a review copy myself, and started to uh, to get into it, uh, and I've, and I've almost finished it. Oh wow! Ahead, okay. of, ahead of my review. Well, that was actually going back to the what we were just talking about. That was actually one where over the weekend it was really lovely. It was oh, like, nice. It, it didn't really feel like work. But but before we get to Callisto, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Pokemon because. Pokemon is a thing that happened and it feels like because I kind of missed the window on it the way I was doing reviews it didn't line up so I didn't get to review it uh, and I was just busy with various things and uh, it's had a few problems it's been out for like what two weeks now? Uh, well, yes, that sounds about right. About, I think, or one week, or possibly no, two
1: weeks? No, d- possibly three weeks, actually. I think it came two, on three. the 18th, didn't it? Like... Oh, crikey. All right, well... <clears> uh, and two, of, two and a bit weeks,
0: yeah. Two and a bit weeks, and it's sort of, um... I think the general consensus of Pokemon Scarlet and, and Pokemon Violet is, uh, you know, good on the whole. I've got a, uh, my flatmates playing it, and so I've sort of looked over her shoulder for a little while. Um... But you've got it, and obviously, you know. I wanted to kind of ask you how, you know, how is it, and uh, and which one have you got, and have you noticed these kind of technical issues that a lot of people are talking about, um, you know? Yeah, your play.
1: So I, I picked up uh, violet. Wait, which you one's right. red and which one's blue? Violet's it, They blue. don't have...
0: Yeah, Scarlet is red. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, I've never noticed. Like, Scarlet and Violet are sort of red and blue. That, yeah, I yeah, didn't they, they that. Seem, Yeah, it
1: seems to be sort of going back to that. It's very uh, Ruby and Sapphire, isn't it? But, huh. I mean, oh, yeah, less yeah. excuse for Ruby and Sapphire because they got three games in and couldn't think of another colour <laughs> <laughs> just went, just do red and blue again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is um, good, that, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so, uh, you know, I've got Violet, which... Mm. Um, which is the one that is like sort of like the sci-fi one, but I actually haven't got to the point in the game where that really matters as a thing, apart from the oh. legendary, the legendary Pokemon. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because one of them's like weird prehistoric-looking thing, and the other one is like a weird futuristic, spacey, thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I, I so I think it's one of the weirdest games that I have played because I'm a big old Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. I love me a Pokemon game, and I mm. just have not, whether it's because... I don't know why. I've not clicked with this one at all. Normally, when I get, like, a brand-new Pokemon game, I don't put it down for a week. Uh-huh. And I just absolutely blitz through, like, three-quarters of it, and then I'll sort of slow down. And um, I've just, yeah, I've really not sort of clicked this one. Um, there is the technical stuff, right, that you talked
0: about, like the... So t- talk to me a little bit about the technical stuff. Is it <clears throat> is it that... no? I mean... I mean, it's noticeable. You, you, uh, can't, I, I looked you know, over my, I asked my flatmate last week. I said to her, "How's the technical stuff?" Because you know, people are obviously kicking up a stink about it, and yeah. and and it is weird because I mean, you know, of all of all the companies to to, to put games out. Nintendo is not really one that, that that you would readily associate... I mean, you tend to think, oh, well, they'll come out and they're absolutely pristine. Like, there's no... You know, yeah. That, that's one thing. I mean, apart from anything else, they're not, you know, cutting-edge graphics, so it sort of lends itself to that. She said it was fine. I looked over her shoulder the other day, and I, and I went... This isn't fine, and I sort of pointed out like, look at <laughs> look at that windmill. Like, she was near a windmill that was like slowly revolving, but it was revolving at like one Five frame, frame a second. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and I went, but look at that windmill. And she was like, oh, it's fine. And I'm like, what? okay, well, the, fair the, enough. The you know. thing is, I guess that like because Pokemon is a at his heart
1: is a turn based RPG, right? Yeah. Nothing actually stops that from happening.
2: <laughs> true, so there yeah. is, to
1: a certain extent, po- you can just play a Pokemon game and be like, it's fine, because like Pokemon, <laughs> like Red and Blue are quite ugly games. Yeah, sure, yeah. and they're very slow, but they are fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there is that. The, so the frame rate thing, obviously, it's a classic thing, isn't it? Like things in, in the distance are like rendered at, like a lower frame rate. It happens so rarely these days outside of Pokemon games. Like it was a thing in like Legend's <laughs> Arceus to a certain point, and like yep. in that. But like in this, it's particularly bad. And you also get like the lower uh, geometry models.
0: Of Pokemon oh, yeah, in the yeah, background, and they, suddenly, they which, pop in when you get close.
1: Yeah, stuff. so you don't notice that with too much. But I saw when I started playing, I saw a Ghastly for the first time in the background, and I genuinely thought it was a new Pokemon that I'd not <laughs> seen before because its model was so weird <laughs> oh, and like man. blocky until I got close. But um, but the thing is, it is fine. And like these things are like, I, it, it's so hard to describe because there is like a certain thing of being like, well, I know that. Game Freak really needed like two more years on this, but like mm-hmm. the problem with that company, right, is that like the anime is coming out, and like the toys are coming out, and if you mm-hmm. if the game gets delayed by a year, the toys are going to leak, and all the new Pokemon will leak from the of toys course. and the anime, and, mm-hmm. and all this like nonsense. And like I I I don't care about any of the other stuff really. <laughs> so I'd rather the game was delayed for two years, but I accept that it's a it's a money making machine that needs to yeah. run or
0: whatever. Yeah, um, but I. There are, but has so it impacted your? Have you just so you just are enjoyed mo-
1: it? There are moments. So there's there's one thing that happens really consistently because uh, battles now take place in the environment that you're in. So mm-hmm. like even in the open area of like uh, sword and shield, right? Like mm-hmm. when you went into a battle, it went into like a generic. That's right. You are here. Like classic Pokemon. Yeah. In this one, the battle takes place where you are, which can end up with some cool stuff where, like, you have the high ground. Not that it makes a gameplay impact, but it looks cool every now and again when you've got, like, a guy on a cliff firing, like, a flamethrower down. That's Um, cool. But what it also means is that occasionally, uh, when it flips back to your Pokemon when they've won, it'll just clip under the scenery entirely and the ground will just disappear and you can see underneath everything oh, yeah. and that one happens like a lot so that's like the glitch that has happened to me like one out of three times that you have a battle oh, man. and you just okay. have a moment where you're like ah, oh, okay but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make that much of an impact it just it's just it just yeah. i just let out sort of like disappointed sigh every time it happens <laughs> and there was like another one like um Thing is, to talk about the bugs, I sort of need to talk about all the cool stuff that it does, which is interesting. I think, like it does. Yeah, well, I was
0: going to say, how, you know, how's the game? And also, because yeah. you sort of said, "Oh, I'm, I'm weirdly cool on it," which I got. That I mean that doesn't seem so. It's not to do with the bugs. You're actually just kind of cool on the yeah. game generally. a so, little Yeah. So
1: the game does some interesting stuff, and I just don't think it's for me. But it does that sort right. of breath of the wild thing, where it, like it early on, it drops you in this like one area and just goes, "You can go anywhere from here," like. And it okay. puts a load of things on your map. So it goes: here are the eight gym leaders. Basically, like his, and this, this is the gym challenge. This is one of the things you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's eight gym leaders, and like technically you can tackle them in any order, but not unless you have the levels for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, but yeah. which, I, which I'm okay with that though, because like it's a, kind, Pop- it's
0: a kind of freedom. It's yeah,
1: kind, and Red and Blue freedom. did that, right? Like, you could hit a point in like Red and Blue where like there was like Sabrina, Koga and there was some like little choke the, points yeah. yeah it was like, it was was like po- never
0: all of them but yeah. but
1: sometimes you two could hit three. like yeah. three at once and they and you could hit the higher level one by accident first and like mm-hmm. to a certain extent i think i've done that in one area the area i'm in the moment i've gone and i'm under leveled for it and that huh. and it's interesting right like i've caught yeah. basically i caught a pokemon I'm and it's now the highest leveled thing in my team by five levels because I sort of like wheezed my way way into <laughs> this over leveled area, which is like a fun thing. And um, but other than that as well, there's also like five uh, Titan Pokemon. They're basically just like big giant Pokemon that roam. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, and there's five of those like dotted around, and you could do that instead, and that does its own little story. And there's also like a thing with like the ro- the Team Star, which is like. I was going to say, like, the Team Rocket of this thing, and technically it is because they've all had a team, but like, we're so far removed from Team Rocket now that it's actually insane. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right.
1: Um, <laughs> they're, they're a team of like school bullies. Uh, That's but not right. even I've school bullies. Them. It looks quite fun. Look if they were sad. actually school bullies, that'd be more fun. But like, I'd, but it's. it's And the thing is, the more I've done those, the more it does actually seem that there's something interesting in the background there. But like,. I think this is the thing. I think the school vibe hasn't clicked with me. Okay. I know, pe- like you know, like the new Fire Emblem Three Houses was it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. People yeah. love like the school thing of that, and I'm just sure. like, I'm I'm over that. Entire like I've done school. I was there for years. I don't need to go back. Do you know what I mean?
0: Glad to leave. Glad yeah. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and the open world thing is really cool. But I, so here's the thing: when you start uh, Scarlet and Violet, it, it, when it gives you its first little open world route, it's hmm genuinely incredible. It's this beautiful sort of like wide open route that takes you where you need to go but you can really like go off the beaten track and explore if you need to. Mm. And it has these wonderful trees and this this grass and then it has this like this dribble of like a creek that opens up and up eventually goes into the sea and if you're further up the creek there's like Magikarp flopping about and they'll <laughs> flop down into the sea. Oh, that's and weird. it's I really like good and it's this really like well put together thing that feels really alive and there's uh the, the these uh spider pokemon that are like wrapped in their own silk oh like, yeah like yeah. hanging they hang in balls from the trees
0: um, and it so looks, it's really kind of like meshing pokemon with world building yeah in an interesting yeah 100 percent,
1: and it really feels alive and designed and at the same time like it's so well put together and i i was immediately like oh i'm into this this is great Mm, mm, ever since mm. then the open world has gotten a lot a lot bigger (laughs) and a lot lot less
0: designed like that do you wish or uh, is this a fair question number one do you wish it was a little more curated and number two do you think possibly you're struggling with this game because of how big of a thing legends arceus was
1: Yes, and possibly no. Actually,
0: okay. So right. I think
1: definitely yes. I wish it was a bit more curated, and that feels like again a time thing,
0: right? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. And just smaller. I mean, part and parcel of curation is often yeah. a more focused environment.
1: Which is funny, right? Because people wanted Pokemon's got open world for ages, but it's come. Yeah. At, it's definitely come at the cost of other things. So like the towns in the open world. Maybe I've hit the wrong <laughs> one so far, but I can't remember anything about any of them. Like, Pardon which is, yeah, and I think when I sort of saw Scarlet and Violet for the first time, I was sort of hoping for like a, a Dragon Quest type oh, thing. You yeah. know how, like, in like Dragon Quest games, every town is so distinct and memorable, and you've got all those like amazing NPCs that really lend like a different feel to each like town, yeah. For Whereas sure. in this, the towns aren't much bigger. Than they were in previous Pokemon games, but they're in this huge open world, which lends them the feel of like tiny little,
0: not even villages, just like tiny little like stops. Yeah, I remember Imogen to, uh, sort of I'm gonna say complaining, but sort of pointing out in um, uh, Sword and Shield, I believe it was. Uh, her sort of takeaway was was she liked she really loved the game, but she did say that the towns were just roads. Were just one roads with quite thin backdrops behind them. Like it didn't really feel like you were properly poking about a town, just kind of going along yeah. a scene a scene road, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and that's sort of the sense that I've got.
1: And like they've done they've done some interesting stuff with like the imagery of things, but mm. they also feel like less explorable than like previous Pokemon games. Like obviously they've always been limited, like there's doors you go into, there's doors you own, even like back mm. in the, the Game Boy games. But I always felt sense of exploring the town when you got there right and you'd talk to mm. all the NPCs and there'd be something interesting going on but like I've really not found any of that and that I think it's made me realise like I'm a Pokemon fan because I'm a RPG fan
0: yeah right and, and it's I kind think of shifted like originally yeah. maybe you loved it because it was Pokemon and now you love it because you've kind of you know, yeah, I, but, but, but I, I,
1: I loved Pokemon as a kid, but I didn't realize the bits I a lot of the stuff I loved about it is what was endemic to JRPGs at the time, right? Mm. And then I got really into Dragon Quest and stuff like that since. And this is much because it's gone open world, it's got that, yeah, it's it, it, there's definitely something sort of missing there for me in definitely terms of like I feel like I'm not uncovering any s- little side stories or anything like that at yeah. all, like which is the th- sort of things I miss. And but in terms of the actual Pokemon stuff of it, like the, having the open world is a very cool thing um, mm. in, in some senses and there are bits when sometimes you're walking around and like the sun glistens off the water and there's like a beautiful cave next to you and it does have this level of like verticality which didn't exist before, which is nice mm. um, and like coming across new Pokemon is is a really cool thing but but yeah, I, I thought I was gonna get along with it a lot better than I am. and I've got like a mate who um, who ha- you know he, <laughs> he's one of those guys. He really likes Pokémon, but he would not seem the type at all. And huh. he just got super excited about this for reasons I still wasn't 100% sure about. And um <laughs> right. <laughs> but he he's absolutely like blitz been blitzing through it, and he's having a great time. Um, okay. And he, and he, you know, he picks up a Pokemon game and then doesn't play anything till like, you know, the next Pokemon game or a few, like, the random things. So he's having a great time with it. Mm. But, I, yeah, I've just sort of bounced off in, it in a way that I wasn't expecting to. And you know what's going to happen is I'll get some free time, like, next weekend or whatever. I mean, I'm not going anywhere now with, with the Rona. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'll sit down with it for, like, a good couple of hours and I reckon I'll, like, find my way back in. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've just I I wanted to like it more. I think the open world stuff has come at a cost of other things, and then the technical stuff has just got me a bit down on it all. It's just like ever yeah. so
0: slightly, not 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 a huge showstopper, just a kind of like oh, they should have had more more time yeah. with this. But yeah.
1: yeah, and like I think compared to you know, Legends, like you say, which I think was actually such a well designed game and so much mm. so new. Everything about yes. it was like different and new, right? Like The, the well, whole way that it was structured. Yeah.
0: yeah, like what it was felt fun. I, personally, for me, <clears throat> I haven't played Scarlet and Violet yet, and I want to, because I pretty much always do play the new Pokemon, although I missed out Sword and Shield. but um, Yeah, it was going to be tough for me to kind of go back, because I really liked uh, Legends Arceus. I thought what it was doing appealed to the kind of possibly jaded Pokey fan, or yeah. the person who perhaps thinks that the mainstream games are a little easy, the XP shares a little annoying, I'm cruising through them, not doing anything. And I sort of thought, oh, maybe Legends will be the thing for people who are just like a little bit older, who yeah. loved Pokemon back in the day. And I love that template. It, it really put the onus on catching Pokemon, which I have to say, ordinarily, I don't really do. You know, it was all about building the decks. And, and yeah. it had battling as well, though the battling was quite different than it is in the main games. But you're, you're sort of saying actually, you can kind of compartmentalise, like, that. your enjoyment of Arceus doesn't really impinge on your Scarlet and Violet happiness.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Like, and I think there's they, there's enough stuff that they've sort of brought over in terms of how the open world is designed, how you get, like, you know, groups of Pokemon. There's a lot mm. nice little things, like... But, you know, it's, actually, this is a funny thing with the technical stuff, right? Mm. Um, One of the coolest things that I noticed when I first started is all Pokemon have, like, a sleeping animation. So, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like rather than literally just being like stood there and wandering around all the time, you you tend to wander near a Pokemon. Like if it's nighttime, they'll be like curled up underneath a tree, oh, and that's yeah. like a distinct like animation, you know, eyes closed blah, 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 that they've got for that Pokemon sleeping. Every single mm. thing in the world has it. Um, in battle. When a Pokémon goes to sleep, their eyes don't even close, <laughs> which they did in previous right. games. And yeah, I'm like, how this, yeah, how have sure. you got those two things distinct and not crossing over? And that feels like a, a bug or like yeah, a glitch of time. But that is one of those things that really shows like well, there's some really we'll, cool stuff here.
0: Yeah, we'll and get there's to some this really cool um, stuff. And I've put I've actually put one of this one of these stories in the news roundup, which is. Game Freak have have sort of said, more or less, apologized. I mean, at least oh, it's okay. a it's a kind of one off. It's a notable thing that lots of people are talking about. At least yeah. uh, the kind of technical. So I hope that it does mean, as you say, you know, uh, moving moving on. It's like, well, <laughs> oh well, actually, we get a bit more time with the next Pokemon. You know, yeah. like uh, hopefully get get leave it in the oven for a bit. But yeah, you're right. Like if they're under the thumb and people are going, well. We got this line of plushies that's coming out and it's coming out no matter what, so you better get the Get the game plushies finished. out. Get the plushies out the door. <laughs> so you know, I do I do sympathise with them. And perhaps we'll see more of ILCA or some of the support studios. Yeah. I know they did uh, you know, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl and did a pretty good job. I enjoyed those remakes. But we'll see. We'll see. Um Moving on, I have uh played the Callisto Protocol. Uh which is I mean, it's, it dead, is it's a dead Space. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's like it's it's Glenn Schofield. It's Striking Distance Studios is the developer, which is I think Schofield is the creative director or the director or one of the co-founders, even. Yeah, um, I think so. And uh, but Schofield, obviously, formerly uh, creative director of Dead Space, and working at EA uh, Redwood Shores. And there's an awful lot of DNA. So, the, so the setup is uh, you play as Jacob Lee, uh, who is a <laughs> uh, cargo runner, um, kind of like a space trucker. You know, slightly it's that classic thing. He's a little bit jaded, and uh, I, I think actually, uh, in the intro of the game. He, he even says a thing about how this is, like, his one last job. Oh, which is amazing. Quite, which is just classic stuff. I love um, the fact they've
1: gone for another biblical name as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, yeah. He got Isaac Clarke and was yeah. the protagonist of Dead Space. Although, actually, that was, I suppose, a reference to... Oh, Greek mythology. No. What am I well, I think in Dead Space it was like a mixture of science fiction writers, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, Adamer that's and Arthur very, C. that's Clark a very, very good point. Yeah, um, but not to say it's not not also biblical because there is a lot of stuff like I think um, uh, Isaac Clarke's ship was the Kellion, which is a, a, a it, it means uh, a Kellion is like a little house where monks live. Oh, okay. Um, there is like a sort of threading of and actually. I think Jacob's ship at the beginning of Callisto Protocol is like the USG Sharon, So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's, it is loaded. Like, you're yeah. not wrong. It's like, oh, I see what you're doing on a script level. Um, so he has to sort of ferry something across to uh, Black Iron Prison, which is a, a prison colony sort of thing, uh, on Jupiter's second largest moon, Callisto. Um, and something goes wrong, and he gets locked up. There's a crash, and the sort of nearby guards come and have a look at his ship, and they kind of start out sympathetic. They're like, oh, you've had a crash. And then before <laughs> long, they're like, right, put, put the cuffs on him sort of thing. And he's like, whoa, there. What's, that what's
1: go- escalated quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah like, what's, what's going on here then? And they take him into the prison and they sort of inject a little tracker uh, thing into the back of his neck, which kind of, I don't, I'm not actually sure what it does actually what it's meant to do on a good day on a boring Tuesday I think it's supposed to sort of let Wait. them know where all the prisoners are I was going to say yeah judging by the name I'd say track well, it, I, <laughs> I said tracker but I don't think it's actually called that in the game it's called like a a, a GRP or something like that I don't know what it's called. but anyway it, it goes in his neck and it's his health bar which is you know for anyone who's oh of dead course
1: space, see it, if prisoners alive the, right you don't need to go in yeah you don't need to go in just look yeah. at the light yeah and, it, and it's alright all right. a yeah. bit dark so in there <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: just keep we on got, walking <laughs> keep on so we've got a bit of uh, I think Jacob's played by Josh Duhamel who uh, played the protagonist of Call of Duty World War 2 um, he's a very okay. handsome man and uh, he's one of those guys where I always mix him up with Timothy Oliphant um, even though he doesn't really look like Timothy Oliphant but he's yeah, just I've, got seen, I've those... seen
1: other people already mix them
0: up Really? Yeah. Be Play. like, "Why's Timmy Oliphant
1: in the Crystal Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, he's he's good. I do like a bit of Josh Gimel and it's also got Karen Fukuhara who's in the Boys if any, if you've seen the Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She plays uh, Kimiko. Um and it's also got bloody Sam Witwer in it, who I always always nice to see Sam Witwer. Obviously Star Killer in the Force Unleashed and uh, Deacon St. John in Days Gone. He Oh um, nice. Okay. Yeah, he shows up as a kind of. He's not the warden. He's like the warden's right hand man, and he's an absolute bastard. But there's one moment <laughs> where he has this thing. Oh, no, that's right. The GRP. So he's got this, like, glove, like, Van Brace thing. Okay. Called a, it's called a GRP or a grip. And uh, basically, it just gives him telekinesis, which, again, you know, it's like yes. Dead Space when yeah, you have a yeah. stasis thing, you know. But there's one moment where he kind of picks Jacob up and it's like he's doing the force you know it's oh, like a little kind of nod yeah. of the head it's like oh, I see what you're doing there and he kind of like flings him across a table Did he, he like, pull oh, Jacob's
1: that's... ship out of the sky in the first place to crash yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, anyway anyway so here's the thing it's um, I have been enjoying my time uh, with the Callisto Protocol a lot it's a very very uh, pretty game it's very very graphically yeah, quite stunning yeah producer Dan
1: was saying it looked, uh, it mm. looked
0: very very good really special and like art direction is really really special and there's there's moments in it which is just stunning like when you go go up to the there's like a sort of geodesic dome which I think is where they grow all the plants and stuff it's sort of oh, like to help I mean, them classics. breathe and all that yeah, classic, of classic sci-fi shit. and he kind of looks outside but Callisto's like really snowy, like a sort of snowstorm out there. Nice. Like, 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 do you know what, actually, it reminded me of like Returnal, like a sort of storm on an alien world. Excellent. Like a really cool vibe. Any
1: comparison to Returnal I'm very At,
0: into. 100%, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is very much like my shit. Um, it's the, one problem is, so that's good. Um, It's like 10, between 10 and 12 hours long, depending on how much you dawdle. Um, so that's also good. I like a game that's not afraid to be you know, concise. Yeah. Um. And it's also because of that. I. I for me, it's also paced quite well.
1: No, I was going to say know, that's that's all I want from a horror game. Really, yeah. like anything sort of survival horror longer than that, mm. I'm. I, I. don't really. I'm going to struggle to finish it. I don't think I'm yeah. ever going to finish
0: Alien Isolation. Like that game is too long. Yeah, that game is too. And of course, the main problem is not. For me, anyway, not quite that I'll never finish it, but that I'll stop being scared before the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if, yeah. You, if you long it out too long, it's like, well, so that's so that's that's in its in its plus. You know, it's got an interesting setup. It's got an interesting setting. The plot's you know good. I like Jacob. He's a sort of he's a likable fella. Um, the the trouble for me is it's um, it's not actually scary. And that's <laughs> you know that's <laughs> and that's what I said on on, <laughs> on this on this podcast. I kind of said this to Rich before, and I think Rich is is a hell of a lot more forgiving than I am um, with uh, with this particular issue, which is to say that you know if a game is a horror, be it a survival horror or a straight horror like Out Outlast or, or whatever, yeah. Um, one of the things that I ask of horror games is that they scare me. And, you know, on a fundamental level, that's... And, you know, people tend... And I, I remember reading reviews of stuff like Resident Evil Village and whatever. And, you know, people saying, oh, it's, you know, it's not very scary, but... You know, my <laughs> thing is like, whoa there, that's sort of fundamental massive failing for me. Um, it's, it's, it's atmospheric. I would say it's I was, atmospheric. I was going
1: to ask, is it tense?
0: now it's not tense that's the key difference so i went back and started playing dead space oh uh, yeah as a kind of direct comparison because i thought it would be interesting i don't want to overload that i know people can get really into that it's like well you have to you know review the game on its own merits but within about 10 minutes of dead space uh it was just as atmospheric but it was actually tense yeah it was i don't know what's around the corner and also the combat the thing with the Callista Protocol is you're very, very capable. Jacob is a bit, of a, you know, a bit of a savant when it comes to... He's got a little stun baton. It's, it's really, by the way, it's really a melee game. It's not oh. really. There are guns in it. There's a handgun. There's a sort of shotgun thing. Yeah. There's a and a riot gun, which is a hell of a lot like that. Like there's a thing called a, a skunk gun, which made me laugh. But it's basically like a sort of sawn-off shotgun. I think it's like two barrels. Okay. Know. And then there's another thing called a riot gun, which is basically like a pump-action thing. And you got your basic pistol. They're not. Specialised so that you can cut off limbs. That's like not what this game is about. Although you can actually blast off limbs. Like the damage modelling's good. Isn't but, there but, something about
1: tentacles as well? I I've,
0: yeah. If they if tentacles a bit like Resi Four. It's like if tentacles oh, okay. come out, yeah. that's bad news. Shoot, shoot, shoot the them quickly <laughs> because if you don't, it will mutate into
1: a strong enemy. I had no idea that it was a melee predominant it's a me- game. It's a
0: melee game. It's a yeah. melee game. Yeah. You, so every encounter, when someone comes at you. Um, it's got a dodge system, which is quite good, and I, I, I'm a sucker for a dodge system. Yeah. You know, I, Resident Evil Three had an excellent. Um, is it like,
1: like Resident Evil 3's sort of? It's
0: one. kind of. It, it's like it in the in the final result, but it's not really very much like it. I'm in guessing it's. Not, I'm guessing
1: it. it's not like you know Dark Souls because that would that no. immediately is a very different game in my head now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like. No, no, this is like really easy stuff. So basically, when an enemy's coming at you, you your movement stick your left. Stick. You just you hold it either left or right, um, and you'll sort of juke and vibe. So you're kind of like dodge. They'll swing at you. You'll dodge, but you have to alternate. So you dodge okay. left. You dodge a the thing. Then you hold right and you dodge the next thing. Most enemies will swipe twice. Some will swipe three times. Once they've exhausted their swipes, you then lay into them with the melee thing. You hit them two or three times. A little blue spot appears, and you aim. You then aim your weapon at that blue spot for a crit shot. But to be honest, oh, okay. like. I didn't just shoot normally. Like, I, it was all about those crit shots and yeah. not very much. But, like, every fight, I was like, well, I'm just going to get in close and use the... To be honest, the dodge mechanics a bit... Maybe not, like, OP, but it's a, it's a beat. I mean, that is the primary tactic. For well, me, anyway. Because
1: the, the way you describe the dodge mechanics feels like the sort of thing that after, like, two or three hours, you should have down yeah, pretty 100%. well. Yeah, for Like, sure. so yeah. I don't... I don't. Are oh, you know, I'm... I'm really quite put off by the fact that it's a melee game. I don't know why. I like. <laughs> I. I mean, well, we got-
0: don't let me because you. I can. That's how I'm playing it. That's how it seemed to me to play it. Yeah. Um. That's what it seemed to me to mechanically reward. I, guess. I have heard other people describe it not quite. I mean, you could play this. There's enough ammo so that you could go. Oh, it's a gun game. I'm playing it like Resident Evil Four. Like you could yeah. do that. Actually, that's, but... I
1: think it's just interesting, right? Cause, yeah. I I think I was just picturing something that was far more sort of. Mm. Yeah, that sort of Resi for Dead Space thing. I guess put off's the right, wrong word, but I just... You weren't I'm, expecting, no? That, and I, yeah, yeah. I my brain has gotten slightly perturbed by the idea, but I yeah. guess it's it's not it's not great that i my brain has gone. I was not exactly like Dead Space as I thought it was. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not. I need to, it's not Dead Space. This is not Dead Space no, Four. No. Like, it's a it's a I, new and game, I wanna, right?
0: I want to kind of be clear about that. Like, I love Dead Space very much. It's very close to my heart, and I and and I was ready to really like Callisto Protocol, and I do like Callisto Protocol. It's what it is. Is a really cool atmospheric slice of game that Wears horror clothing and may well freak some people out. Okay. I would, you know, I think the monster d- designs are cool. They're not as cool as the necromorphs, but they're still cool and they're still, you know, maybe one suddenly. A couple of jump scares here and there that yeah. will sort of freak people out. But on the whole, the line it, between a capable character um, and character who might just lose if you're not careful has been crossed. Got it. Okay. And yeah. it's sort of like. I'm not really now there are some frustrating choke points you know the, it, the game sometimes overwhelms you with numbers of enemies and there are knacks to doing that you could you get a GRP device for instance so you have telekinesis so got it, got when it, you're got it, got over what you can going to pick enemies up and fling them into environmental hazards for a one shot kill which is really cool Nice. so sometimes it sort of strays into frustration it's like well here's nine enemies see so yeah, how you manage with that and it's like oh okay alright fine this is an action game a pure action game for the next two three minutes but that is being mean to it and I think I think the Dead Space comparison is being a little it's it, it's it's a, it's a completely understa- it's a bit like Gotham Knights it's yes like, it's a completely understandable comparison it's a comparison that by comparison blights the new game ever so slightly but I do just you know want to say I'm all up for, for Close to Proc. I love its vibe. I love a game set in a prison. We don't get enough of those. <laughs> they're a really cool idea when they happen, and they're quite difficult to do because making making the player feel like that's an environment worth exploring. Yeah, you know, right, making, making
1: it way. distinct and like... hundred yeah. percent,
0: yeah. It's like you gotta you got to have some... I mean, The Suffering was always really good. Chronicles of Riddick was always really good. Yeah, it, there's, there's a certain sort of sub-genre of prison game I can really get on board with. But, yeah... It, has, it it. does have its shortfalls, and, and one of the big ones is, um, I was never really scared, and firing up Dead Space within three minutes, I was like, oh, fucking hell, shit, I better be careful here, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, that emotion is now gone, and I think, perhaps for a lot of people, that's, um, that's maybe a, a bit of a casualty in the transition, but... It is a cracker, and I would recommend you play it. You know, it's a ten to twelve hour thing. Lovely, lovely, lo- lo- lovely-looking game.
1: Are you um, are you more or less excited for the Dead Space remake now? Because I know a lot of people like beforehand were like, "All oh, Cluster Protocols getting out before the Dead mm, Space remake." That felt like a real like setting mm, thing. Do you think you're you think you're now like? Well, I've had the, that new thing, but you know what? I'd really like to you know go back.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I mean. I think perhaps I'm maybe a little more... Oh, I am I am excited for the Dead Space remake <laughs> because Dead Space is brilliant, but yeah. they're so different. I, one thing it is now is that they're very, very distinct. Yes. I have a feeling, unless they really fuck it with Dead Space, and they might do because horror as a genre, particularly in, in the West... Uh, a really easy one to fuck. Yeah. It's kind of like stealth. It's like people... I think horror still sells better than stealth by by some measuring distance, but it is still a thing where people are almost... It's like when they tone down Resident Evil Village. You know, there is this sort of pervasive thing of, well, don't make it too scary because people might not play it. So if you don't want your hardcore horror, it seems like they're getting... They're dwindling by the day, but... I hope that the Dead Space remake is 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 actually scary. And I am I'd say I'm slightly more excited for the Dead Space remake. But I actually think that both things are going to be quite distinct. And yeah. I think w- weirdly people are going to compare Callisto to Dead Space, but when we get Dead Space, I think people are going to go, actually these two things were just like really different. Really it's going to help us realize how different they are, I think. Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't doesn't help that the marketing was so like the one, when, when one of the Callisto trailers like, Zoomed in on the writing on the wall That said shoot the tentacles <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like in blood yeah, or whatever yeah. And I'm like well what... Like yeah. I think I think it doesn't help the marketing has been very like <laughs> did you yeah, like Dead Space sure. because yeah, yeah. <laughs> from and the make, from can, the maker of Dead Space
0: like I totally I guess yeah the marketing's always it's a trick it's a tricksy one isn't it because yeah. they've got to sell it but yeah you know no, you're there's right there's
1: certain bit of you that wants to blame people for comparing it right but then when mm. you when that's all that's been in all the articles and stuff like that from Dead Space creator yeah
0: it's not their fault yeah, yeah for sure for sure um Right, I'm going to queue up a jingle, uh, and we're going to jump into the news, is what's going to go on. When you tie your shoes, and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round. Mm yeah. Rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice. Because they never, ever, ever come undone. And you can then undo them, just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day. Never, ever, 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 ever come undone news uh first item on the news microsoft uh says that xbox series x and s games will increase in price to 70 dollars in what? 2023
1: <laughs> sorry this is all because i've been <laughs> because i've been a bit off grid <laughs> this is actually all new to me normally i'm writing all this oh. and i know it but this is
0: oh okay uh, this is going to be quite funny because yeah rich is obviously most of the time he, he yeah. sort of it emits noises of yeah, or, yeah, I heard about this, or, yeah, but yeah. No, this is good. I'm getting your complete unfettered take. Yeah. Yes, this. Um, in a statement released to IGN, Microsoft said, uh, regional pricing may differ. Um, Didn't go into it, but uh, the quote was, from a Microsoft spokesperson quote, uh, this price reflects the content scale and technical complexity of these titles as with all games developed by our teams at xbox um, they will be available on game pass so i think on the one hand it's like uh 70 or 70 quid is just the direction generally yeah. that things are going in and but on the other hand also this doesn't not benefit us talking about Game Pass. Oh, yeah, you get Game Pass. It, although actually, some people Game have Pass said, is now a better deal than it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets, it gets even better. Although, as like some people have pointed out, it could. There is some scepticism going around as to whether everything will remain on Game Pass always uh, at the moment, or whether they might strategically go. Uh, this certain thing is on Game Pass Pro. Um, oh, okay. A regular Game Pass, maybe this $70 thing. But maybe not, we don't know. I'll mean, tell you what, yeah. Steve Stephen Totillo, the uh, former editor-in-chief of Kotaku, yes. uh, talked about this on, on Axios, and he pointed out the age-old thing. Obviously, you know, we get those price tags and we kind of think, Ugh. but actually, you know, he said $60. In, he said, I was writing about the, the uh, in- increase to $60 in 2005. Yeah. Um, and he said $60 in 2005 is $92 now, and $70 now is $46 in 2005. Oh, yeah, it's So, <laughs> so we're still... I, it's mad, isn't it? Because like everyone hit sort of hears 70 quid and kind of goes, oh, God. But... We're, we're laughing to be honest. We're living in a golden age yeah. in terms of like not rising with inflation. And but. in the
1: in the UK as, as well, because I know in America that normally tends to mean that's what you're paying, right? But over here, we tend to have that thing of like, oh, game's going to be 70 quid now. And you're like, well, yeah, in game on launch day. That's the if thing. You, yeah, if in, you go on, to like, on, yeah, for sure. If you go to like a random, like, if you go to like shop2.net or something like that, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. yeah you, absolutely. You, you're going to get it for like 10 quid cheaper anyway. Like, it's yeah, not. for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not a guaranteed you get on bloody, price increase. You know, no, you get on CD keys or you get on shops yeah. or whatever. Or yeah, you just wait for sales. It's funny. I mean, these yeah, it's 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 affecting games RRP at launch for sure, and that's a major thing. Um, yeah, I think it's just the way the way the winds blowing. I, I'm curious honest. though because
1: because they said for they said for Series S and Series X games, right? Do you think that yes. means timing-wise that we're now heading into a year? Where Xbox is going to be dropping Xbox One for its first-party games, possibly or at they,
0: least yeah, yeah, drawing a much clearer line because right now if you, you could just buy the Xbox One version, yeah, smart, smart smart delivery,
1: delivery just... right? So they must be they they mm. must be timing this because it wouldn't work with Forza. They just they uh, wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't have done like Forza Horizon f- Five, <laughs> yeah. uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series X and price one higher because it's so not with their whole. It's easy. You choose whichever one. Blah 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 blah. Um, So (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised if if this means that that we're getting way less. Yeah, Mm, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: for sure. Uh, Oh, this is good. I like this. Jedi Survivor is out in March. As well, it was. I wouldn't call it a leak. I would call it. Someone somewhere pushed a button. Yeah, too Maybe early. Maybe they shouldn't have pushed that button, and then they pushed another button and got rid of it. Um, Is there a second button I, right next to it that just goes says? There's, a, there's, a, there's oh another shit. button that says you yeah. fucked it. Yeah, go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the uh, Steam listing for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, it's it was listed as March fifteenth. Uh, release date All March 16th it dep- depends on what time you viewed it uh, that was uh, d- on, on Monday this week um, it also had a few story details and some information yeah. on pre-order bonuses deluxe editions and stuff however that listing then quickly changed but anyway you know if we take that as pr- probably March that's good news because yeah. I'll eat up another one of them games uh, right?
1: I played it so I played through I played it Way back, but I didn't finish it. And I fin- I played through from the beginning in and finished it recently. Oh, it's a, it's just a fun game. Like it's a really yeah, it's a really nice mix of things. It's not perfect by any stretch, but like I had a, such a good time with it. And I think it tells oh, yeah. a pretty decent Star Wars story as well. It tells like, a
0: decent story. It's got some decent yeah. characters. The art direction was was off the chain. Oh, art direction really was amazing.
1: Planets. Yeah, like really, and the sound design as well. Like that's all sort of, that John Williams' stuff oh. was. Uh, was really really good and um but I I thought it was interesting right because the game is like a to a certain extent a bit of a Metroidvania there's that element to it right um and I read in the description on the Steam thing that was removed it was like uh you know Cal basically it seemed to imply that he's still got all the powers that he had in the first game and he's just gonna get new ones ones on top of yeah but you unlock and i'm like oh it's fun they're not doing the the metro thing of being like (laughs) he got amnesia he got knocked against the wall and all of his power suit for (laughs) like like, like, yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: for sure and i'm I'm all up for that if he starts as powerful as he left off from yeah
1: yeah, i think that's interesting right
0: yeah, definitely, and give you know it's it's a classic thing where I just think the sequel's going to be better if they've already got that thing to build on and they just say you know more planets, yeah. more this, more that. Um, I'm there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. A new Amnesia is coming to PC and consoles next Ooh. year. I'm quite quite pumped about that. I like a bit of Amnesia. I like Frictional games. Yeah, it's called Amnesia: The Bunker. Okay. Um, it's kind of it's intriguing. Uh, so the, according to Frictional, uh, quote: "Players will walk the course." Uh, of a World War I bunker uh, in the shoes of a French soldier troubled by his amnesia and hunted by an otherworldly creature. And then it says uh, it, it's going to be different from from, from previous games because, well, for one thing, in the trailer uh, that you can see it, it's the guy has a gun, which is cool. Which is yeah. Because the whole thing with amnesia is, you know, you hide and you, you pray you don't get bloody battered. But um, it also, it says that it's a, quote, semi-open world... With hardly any scripted events, uh, and then it's, <laughs> it says uh, apparently it encourages players to to explore and experiment and all that sort of stuff. They say, quote, every decision will change the outcome of how the game responds as a consequence of the choices made. This new twist in gameplay adds new depths and constant tension to the game, forcing players to create new strategic paths in every playthrough. That whole idea of the semi-open world, I'm kind of intrigued. It you sounds know? like
1: they're doing something. They're trying something there, aren't they? Like, yeah, that's a little bit yeah. different. Is is Amnesia the one that's also getting like a multiplayer horror game, or is that a different? Am I thinking of? I um, know oh I'm thinking of the Outlast Trials. That's what I'm thinking. Oh of. Oh, that's yeah. I, that's I, easy, I always get like, done. yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that's that's really
0: interesting because, um, what are the, what are the Amnesia games so far? There was was Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Yeah, which is, the, a, which is sort of classic. The yeah. original the original and then there was Amnesia A Machine for Pigs which was kind of like a Victorian uh, slaughterhouse vibe but but, but really intriguing stuff and then there was Amnesia Rebirth uh, in 2021 or possibly 2020 which was um, you, you played as a woman who crashed in the, I think the Algerian yes, desert. Yes, I
1: do remember that one. Yeah, and it
0: had, yeah, it's sort of like Egyptian uh, tomb vibes, and it was, it was, it was, you know, it's pretty cool. No, no, I don't think any of them have quite been as scary as, as The Dark Descent. Um, but, but, but even so, you know, they're sort of freaky games. They're sort of clinging to old school horror in a way that lots of games don't. Well, yeah, have. scary, things, right? That's what you. That's it's actually what you want. scary. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that kind of gets me is. Uh, whenever I think of like I, I think of stuff like The Sinking City by Frogwares which is kind of like a I mean it's a horror it's a detective game or if you, if you think of maybe like The Evil Within 2 horror has a, or even to an extent Ghost of Tokyo horror oh. has like a tough time in an open world you Yeah, know? yeah because it, horror, a lot of horror is about curation is about how well, to yeah, make something tense
1: yeah exactly right it's about directing the player into mm. the scare that you want when you want them to and yeah they're having that yeah having an open world does detract from that to a certain extent. Because you can have horror vibes, but that's different from... The yeah. actual sort of and like, that's,
0: I think that's like Ghostwire Tokyo was like at its freakiest for me when you were indoors and there were like scripted moments that they could set up. Yeah, whereas of course. in the open world, it was just like, oh, it's good vibes here, it's good vibes, but it's yeah. not. I'm not actually scared. But we'll see. This is this one apparently Amnesia, Re- uh, Amnesia the Bunker. Sorry, is apparently like a semi-open world. So we'll sort of see. Maybe it's like a wide linear thing. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Uh, oh, onto what we were talking about earlier. Um, Uh, Nintendo uh, has apologised for the state of Pokemon and has said uh, that it will be working on improvements. Quote, uh, We are aware that players uh, may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologise for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and we're working on improvements to the games. There was a a 1.10 update uh, which came out on Thursday and um, it brought ranked battles uh, and it brought... Uh, I think season season one of ranked battles. I'm not sure what that is, but and then it says uh, it fixed an issue, but like apparently there's a problem with the game's music, like the songs weren't weren't playing oh, okay. in the way in the way that they should during certain like battle situations and stuff. <laughs> so I mean they've acknowledged it. I'm They're quite surprised there. they've
1: acknowledged it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that mm. Nintendo and Game Freak and Pokemon Company feels like they could have just They've sold 10 He's million gone, copies that's already, what, haven't that's they? What yeah, get in. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stayed quiet, just being like, oh, it'll blow over." People keep buying Pokemon <laughs> if it's Pokemon, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there must be that there must be a lot of noise online I think for them so. to I think to come out and, and say it, something.
0: It, and it's an unusual thing, and, and a lot of noise around an unusual thing. I think it's. But yeah, you're right. 10 million in a week, wasn't it? It's, oh, something
1: uh, insane like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I think they they could have. Yeah, they're apologising through their in their money bath, right? Like, in, their, in their money bath. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's actually, by the way, that's a good point because that was one of the things. Uh, Nintendo game prices are not increasing to seventy dollars. They sort of seem to just do their own thing outside yeah. of what. Well, that feels
1: <laughs> that feels very. Um, you know, when you like, maybe this was just what I remember. but When you're a kid and you go into the, the game shop, mm. and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, do I get something for the PS2 or do I get it for the Game Boy?" advance and you're like well the game boy advance games you know it's <laughs> 10 quid yeah, cheaper yeah. i'll grab that I, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
0: i can, I can get a baskin robbins along with that so uh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure and, and it makes sense as well because like i don't want to you know i'm not a developer i don't want to d- you know diminish or pretend to know about development but you know they are making games that maybe are not as technologically yeah. well you just know.
1: even just like textures right that's that's the big yeah, thing people yeah. talk about is like a 4k texture is like it's not double the size. It's like it's much more the size of like a 720p texture, mm. which is literally like some Switch games run in 720p. <laughs> like, yeah, I for think sure. that's a that's sort of the big thing. When they go 4K, yeah. I reckon if they do like a 4K Switch, or if mm. they, I mean, if they, it's Nintendo. They'll probably do a completely random new console idea. I think won't it'll they? just but be a
0: brand new. Th- I think they'll be very key. There was a story of uh, a couple of months ago now where they were sort of alluding to the fact that someone at Nintendo, quite high up, was sort of saying people's accounts Will probably carry over into whatever our new thing is because we they kind of can't not now. Because yeah. in the past it's like they like again. You got again. <laughs> you got, a Wii, you got a Wii U account, you got a 3DS yeah. account, but that's not the same as a Switch account. But now they've kind of it, they sort of just have to now because of the way that the third they've done load of third party stuff. You know, you can get like The Witcher on Switch. You yeah. Loads of people have got such big libraries now. But I, I'm excited. I hope they don't do a Switch Pro, and I hope they do. I hope they do something brand new, but I was just about to say, I think they have probably, eh, possibly locked themselves into the hybrid format. I think it's going to be really tough for the next, for the public to go, oh, we can't take it away from the TV. Yeah, maybe. But maybe not. It's Nintendo. They might just surprise everyone. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised.
1: (laughs) Well, because if you made Nintendo though, right, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a second, a Switch again and then it doesn't have the same impact as the first Switch did, and then they change mm. it up. Because that tends to be a pattern, right? Like,
0: yeah, like Wii U, I yeah. guess GameCube to an extent as well. Yeah, GameCube yeah.
1: Was, a, was a beefy N64. Like, mm. I mean, that's just true of anything, right? But it's, it's that... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like,
0: the Switch that, again! The attack they're on has to fail in order for them to then go, okay, all right, we're going to try something, we're going to yeah. blow it up. It. Yeah, I totally get that. Oh, speaking of um, uh, bugs and updates, uh, back to Callista Protocol, because... Uh, apparently it was a bit, bit of a rough state to begin with, Callista Protocol. Uh, some people... I, I didn't notice much. I was going to say, I, I've not
1: heard as much about this. Uh, no,
0: and I was reading about it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't notice, but that's not obviously... Uh, I always say this to, to, to Rich, like, as much as... It's often just luck whoever yeah. notices what. You know, that's the funny thing. You know, ritual place I'll go. Oh, I had a terrible time with it and it's like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's is, it is
1: and I think that's that tends <coughs> to be a sign of how bad the problems are, right? Like I think po- Pokémon, yeah, yeah, everyone's noticed something about Pokémon. You're like, "Oh, sure. okay." But I think yeah. um and I didn't also this is funny. I didn't hear anything about this until the developer apologized and sometimes it's hard to tell how loud mm. the noise is because the developer is going to be reading all of them right like mm. so they it might seem louder to them than it actually is but when they come out yeah. and say we're listening do the duh, duh it does make it seem i'm, I'm suddenly like what <laughs>
0: oh, oh is it yeah, really bad sure. yeah <laughs> oh it's actually a real thing yeah yeah for sure uh well yeah so did um striking distance just said like thanks for your patience um, a PC patch. Apparently, the PC uh, game was like in a in a in a worse state than the consoles. They patched that right quick. Um, on like day two, there was already a patch live. Um, and he said, uh, "There are patches." Quote: "There are patches live for all consoles." That should fit. Apparently, every console had some trouble with the frame rate early on, and some crash issues. Apparently, uh, he said, "quote We are listening. This is Glenn Schofield. We're listening, working hard on updates, uh, and we'll have details to share on more upcoming improvements early this week. Uh, as we say in the tweet, we will communicate and keep you all updated. Uh, we want you to play the game as intended. So, yeah, bit of a shame. I mean, yeah, as I say, perhaps I just got lucky, but yeah, still, they've acknowledged it. Clearly, an issue, um, and very quick." Setting to work patching it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is one that, Like Pokemon 1 will be remembered. I think this will be forgotten pretty quickly. I think it will be too. Yeah. yeah I don't think people are going to be like, oh, remember when Callisto? Nah. <laughs>
0: like. yeah, no, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a really cool one, uh, which I am all over. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but apparently, uh, Retro Studios pitched Metroid Tactics. Ooh. Uh, which was going to be like an XCOM-like Ooh. Metroid game, um, which which I thought was very very cool. It didn't happen, obviously. We know it didn't happen. Oh, okay. I,
1: I, I genuinely I was on tender hooks there. I was like, no, what, 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 I know, what, have I missed something I big? Like it's a <laughs>
0: it's a real heartbreak thing yeah. because you know um, it, there's that there's that channel on YouTube. Did you know gaming? Oh which god, are, they yeah. Do quite cool, and they do like sort of deep dives and they'll kind of go back and, and really really good stuff. Anyway, um, but apparently a leading uh, member of the team at Retro Studios that were they were working on uh, Metroid Prime uh, pitched this thing and i think the the you know the sort of catch all title was just Metroid Tactics but basically you know XCOM but Metroid oh that's just um, that's
1: just that's just ah oh, i love cause i, I love a bit of XCOM and yep. i want i I'd, I'd love more sort of like Metroid spin-off games the thing mm. is the main games don't sell well enough to do a spin-off right that's the whole problem they like, have to
0: like <laughs> it's a bit of a it's Nintendo's Splinter Cell it's like yeah, yeah it's gonna be 2-3 million copies maybe when all's said and done Yeah, uh, and the people that love it will love it Uh, but ultimately that's not good enough for ubisoft but but maybe seems to kind of be good enough for nintendo to keep plugging away i know dread did well i think i think the thing with
1: nintendo right is that like they know they've got a core base that they they just need to throw them like one metroid game every like five ten years every five years yeah Yeah, and if it's good as as long as it's good people will be like fuck yeah and like it'll get them a lot of hype and then yeah but it, 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 yeah, there's a measure of goodwill there isn't there almost towards the players but like yeah a, oh, f- what, what was this was this a Switch game or like a
0: so this was uh, so So the pitch is it'd be set long before all other games in the Metroid series mm-hmm. uh, it'd be the moment when Samus Aran uh, first separates from the Kozo who raised her from childhood uh, okay. encounters humanity and becomes a bounty hunter uh, and this chap uh, Paul Tuzor <clears throat> who worked on Metro Prime said quote It was basically XCOM. It was XCOM uh, in the Metroid universe. Uh, Metroid Tactics allows the player to control Samus Aran and a squad of elite Galactic Federation troopers and various other bounty hunters as they work together to defeat the Space Pirates. Along the way, the player can hire uh, new units and upgrade all the units in in its team with many different kinds of new armor, weapons, skills, and abilities. Uh, Samus and the various bounty hunters have a large number of unique abilities that would prove invaluable in combat. But Tazur said... Quote, if there was a way to pitch something from inside Retro Studios that would make it all the way up the chain and then to get to Nintendo and actually get approved for production... I never figured out what that way was. (laughs) No one else at Retro did. Oh, that's absolutely gutting. And apparently (laughs) there was like three different producers. There was like two producers within Retro and another producer that was like the Nintendo producer that worked with Retro. And they all apparently had uh, very, very different tastes in what they wanted Retro to be doing. Okay. And so it was just like a sort of, you know, a little flame in the wind um, wasn't to be. But how great does that sound? (sighs) Metroid Tactics. I would eat that. Up.
1: I love the yeah because I love the thing with the other like bounty hunters as well because I, I still oh. to this day I love prime hunters like I don't I know how to good say, it is hunters,
0: where you where you got a little sh- little taste of the other bounty uh, hunters yeah was that awesome. was
1: that was great like um you had the guy who went invisible little yeah. multiplayer online thing like um yeah and like those those because what well, isn't one of them in, like in the post credit scene of Metroid Prime Three as well like I think Silux turns yeah. up yeah and in yeah, so, yeah like yeah. so like clearly clearly they still care about those as like that's a thing that's a
0: thing that yeah for sure like that's a thing that happens in this kind of world that they yeah. sort of haven't you yeah, know I guess properly tapped i into, I, really,
1: f- I really want a, um, a HD collection of because uh, 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 Prime Hunters that mm. 3DS Federation Force game yeah, and, um, yeah. and Metroid Prime Pinball like the three weird spin-off uh, games that yeah, no one the wants the three
0: odd ones yeah, yeah put them in HD
1: <laughs> put them on the Switch I think people I'll tell you will what, buy them
0: I'd really like to include the other M in that because I, I have a soft spot for that game.
1: Oh, you know, I played uh, I played it again recently and I can't work out. I think the 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 story and the the sort of the setup of that is so bad that it really counteracts everything else yeah. that's going on in that game. But, but I like,
0: quite like the action in that game, well, my memory of it at least, I quite like the the combat. It's, the the it's not works. it's not bad.
1: I tell you that mm. it's not bad. It's a proper team ninja. And it was quite
0: different as well. Yeah. Right? It was it was like oh okay. I mean, you had to like aim at specific stuff. There was, and that, and was that weird thing dodge, though, wasn't there? Camera. If you
1: just like mashed the D pad, because they, they made the dodge thing so easy that you just had to press like mm. if you just mashed the D pad, you never got hit by. Anything. Like, because dodge was just the same button as move. Brilliant. so you just like you just like kept pressing move and nothing would ever hit you but it, just it's not it isn't a terrible game but you know what, no, other
0: M would like a, a remake of like if I could have a remake but I'd also have a soft spot for like the naff because the story is like sh- like rubbishy and like now I think just like not canon but I remember it being kind of interesting and doing different things with the figure of the mother and stuff like yeah, I thought like, it, it, it did to be- a cool th- and obviously voicing Samus for the first time I guess yeah with with all the um, with all the you know enthusiasm of a of a wet yeah. blanket but yeah <laughs> yes.
1: for sure sorry that was I, it wasn't the thing Is what, everything I've heard it wasn't the, the voice actor's fault it was the apparently the, the I think the Japanese director sort of was in charge of everything like rather oh. than leaving it to like a Anyway, I, I don't know the full details. So I won't. I won't just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but no, that sure. is a game, yeah, that is a game that I sort of wanted
0: to come back to and be like, oh, it was a bit of a lost gem, and I just. That's certainly how I felt at the time. Not even like I think I was just sort of silly and didn't really understand it because I played it when I was younger. But I just remember going, oh, this was awesome. Yeah. Like, I never even was never even like. Exposed to the talk back then, and then I guess I guess it got swept away by time. But yeah, it reviewed fairly amazing, well. Like as well, that's the I other thing. So. Like it reviewed yeah. fairly
1: well, but it just I think I think it's one of those things. I think the longer if you I think you went back to play it now, and with all the mm. sort of like after especially after playing Dread and that sort of characterization of Samus. I think oh, going yeah, back to it yeah. would be a real, like...
0: It reminds me of a, uh, DMC, Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a, where yeah. it's like, I actually love that game loads, but I have no problem just sort of separating it from the other ones and going, yeah, yeah it does. all right, it's yeah, the same exactly thing right. in the corner. But it's also awesome, you know. But yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, last couple of stories. This one's quite funny. Actually, we'll do this one first because it's, it's less funny. Uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer director uh, has quit 343. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird one. Uh, Tom French uh, sh- sort of announced it on Twitter and said, quote, uh, after over 11 and a half years on Halo, I step out of my Spartan armor for the last time today to head off to new adventures. Uh, it's been a massive honor to have been part of a game that I've loved so much as a player and admired so much as a developer. I couldn't be more proud of my time at 343. Three. Um but, am I
1: yeah. am I wrong in saying that they've had like a fair few departures since? It's been a,
0: there's been a few. I mean, obviously Bonnie Ross, the director of the 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 three four three, yeah. There, Bonnie Ross uh, left a, a you know fifteen year veteran there, but also like, um, uh, like a director of like engineering as well. Does it does it
1: feel like something went really wrong in like the development of Halo Infinite? I for, only,
0: for, for sure. I yeah, only say absolutely. that because it
1: came out as a pretty. I I liked I enjoyed my time with Halo Infinite. I played a bit of the campaign. Mm. I played a decent. I played the multiplayer for like pretty consistently for like a few weeks, like in mm. between like oh, my lunch breaks and in between like news pieces and stuff. And like I had a really good time with it, and it felt like a good structure to build on. Mm. And it seems to have, every time I go to do that, it seems to take forever to build anything on it. And I'm like, well, t- I think
0: it's a yeah, it's like a mixture of like. They, it, it's been it launched in bits and pieces I mean yeah. there's, a, there's, a bi- there's a big argument that it should have just been delayed another year I mean the stuff that was missing from, which of course they couldn't do because they desperately needed it to come out obviously supposed to launch with the Series X Yeah, <clears throat> um, you know didn't have Forge didn't have the campaign co-op didn't have so many things Um ultimately looking back on it quite an unremarkable campaign the the funny thing is with the Halo campaigns is that you kind of need to wait a little bit for time to settle to know what you really think but even at the time I remember when we were talking uh, games of the year at the end of 2021 yeah. and i was kind of going yeah this isn't even 343's best campaign that would be halo 4 and I you think.
1: and you've been playing through the campaigns like leading done up them to all. it and you yeah like...
0: yeah i'd sort of gone through all of the bungee years and then into into 343 um it's a trouble yeah, it's a troubled game and it, and it wasn't the event that it needed to be when it did come out it's still see that's that's really... the funny thing i feel like i felt like it was
1: but only for like a week or two. Mm. It was and like a the
0: month of sort of festive Halo hype. Yeah, in like and late f- twenty one. But
1: I feel like there's yeah, and there was the promise of like it will get only get better, right? So I think people mm-hmm. enjoyed what there was, and there was like when mm. more will be coming, yeah. and then I just I, I can't. Yeah, and then just, it just didn't come. Oh yeah, like it's just it's just it's not has it and that's that's, that's no. the weirdest thing. Like
0: it hasn't that the the campaign dies down in the memory, but then also the multiplayer hasn't, you know, and of course these days it's up against Apex, it's up against Destiny, it's up against Overwatch yeah. 2, it's up against everything, a Fortnite. You know, so it's like and the so the multiplayer is not really uh, conquering the world on that front either. So I think it is just a deeply troubled game. Yeah. Um, it seems it seems it
1: and the departures is, you know, Concern's not the right word, but it does... You can't help but look from the outside
0: in, right? And be like, "Oh,
1: is everything okay there? Is that is yeah. this is this, this going to be a really interesting story in, like, five years' for time? For sure.
0: Like, enough people leave and you think, yeah. well, I don't want to guess what goes on behind closed doors. But, yeah, yeah for sure. It's like, huh, load of really high-up people keep leaving. That's interesting. Maybe we'll get a documentary in, like, five, six years. Yeah, exactly, we'll right? yeah, yeah. All. Uh, speaking of trouble games, and this this one to, uh, to end on, which I thought was quite funny, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, in uh, 2023 will be getting a Game of the Year edition, <laughs> which I think is really funny, because the one question that seems to me to be obvious to ask would be which year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certainly not the um, one it came out in. Next year? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the game of next year? <laughs> I think maybe in the fullness of time, we will look back on 2022 as being the year for Cyberpunk 2077. I think this year, enough patches happened, the anime happened, uh, the, the massive sales happened, the Edge Runners update happened to get all that new car. Co- it seemed to crystallise... Two years down the road, yeah, and I think 2022 was it because a load of people talking about it this year. They, they've, their, their profit margins have gone bazonkers this year. Yeah, it's back on the charts a lot now. It's back on like the charts a lot. It's like they're they've made mad money from it. Well, they made mad money from it when it launched, but uh, I think maybe the, the <laughs> if you're going to do a game of the year for Cyberpunk, maybe the year in question is 2022. But maybe, yeah. Uh, Adam Kaczynski, who's the president and joint CEO of CD Projekt Red, um, spoke about this, uh, this uh, Game of the Year edition, and he said, quote, This is the natural order of things. Uh, it was the same with The Witcher, <laughs> uh, which after both add-ons was finally released as a Game of the Year edition. Uh, and has been on the market in this way ever since the same can be expected in this case so they, so it's going to bundle together uh, Phantom Liberty which is the update yeah. that's coming out next year for it Why and I um, suppose
1: why, yeah. d- why do you sound so villainous in that statement yeah, yeah like well, I'm really defensive yeah. like this, this is how it's always a yeah. back <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry mate what game of what year this is the natural order of things as <laughs> as much as we release a game we will release a game of the year edition it will be the game of the year <laughs> well, oh, yeah, alright mate he... like
0: like Maybe you thought people would be like, yeah, uh, unlimited which, what
2: you're
1: power. About. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. that really, that really tickled me. I, I, I think, yeah, okay, mate. Um, but they, no, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, you know, to really make it the game of the year edition for 2022, they should include, uh, the the anime in it. Put the mm. anime on the disc. As oh, like yeah. a companion, because that would actually, in my head, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you've encompassed what the year of Cyberpunk looked like there." That'd be yeah, cool. get that in there as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, it'll launch with the Edge Runners, and you get Phantom Liberty. And yeah, it's got the. Uh, I never watched that anime. No, it neither really did I. Me that much, but it, uh, yeah.
1: it looked amazing. And and this is a little weird thing that I have. Uh, it Just looked quite gory, and I I I'm, I'm a bit squeamish sometimes. And I just went, huh. you know what? No, I'll be all right. right. I'm All right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard yeah, amazing so. things about it though. Dan loved it.
0: Yeah, I had, I had a load of good stuff. I had a load of good stuff. I might check it out at some point. Uh, right, I'm going to queue up a jingle and uh, we're going to get quizzical and see if we can get uh, producer Dan involved and spark up uh, a little rivalry for the weeks ahead. Do you remember Podger and Badger? Sure. Yes. Badger. Podger, Badger. 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 Hello, Mousy. It's that time of the pod. At time of the week. It's time. For Boss Fight, you know what time it is. Uh, I'm joined, we are joined, by producer Dan. Hello, how are you? Bonjour,
3: Sava. I'm perfect, mate. How are you guys?
0: I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. We've been talking about all sorts of stuff. Pokemon, Callista Protocol, news, things (laughs) that are happening in the world... Uh, Of of
1: games, not just Parsecs. This hasn't become like a very political podcast. Yeah, it's not
0: like, exactly, exactly. we're not just sort of going over the week's headlines and everything. uh, (laughs) The 2023 election, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's a fairly grim podcast. Um, Yeah, so I figured for the next few weeks I'll start a little mini rivalry. Well, um, have me me
1: and Dan competed before? I don't
0: remember. Yeah,
1: we have. Okay, Uh, I'm 5-0 up.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, actually to my that,
1: recollection uh. I know that
0: like you've both competed Against Rich. Yeah. but I don't know That you have actually yeah.
1: like, have. Maybe, Poss- Possibly in other have. quizzes But maybe I don't think Boss Fight
3: Because yeah, no, no, it's not no, in the we've, spreadsheet We've done Boss so. Fight before 100% um, oh, Really? I think we've done it a couple of times and if I recall correctly Neither of us won. <laughs> that, sound, <laughs> so. that
1: does sound like us. Rich is the man with all the knowledge. Exactly. Right. Have,
3: all
0: right. Well, ignore those other times, right? So this is the real quiz, right? Uh, I'm keeping score from this week. You got f- f- whatever it is, five or six weeks until uh, Richmond's back back in the act, uh, and uh, we'll see. We'll see who can emerge victorious. I'll try and to the best I can, sort of. I mean, I always try and fit the game I do to the people who are playing. And so I always think to myself, like, "Oh, I think they'll both get this. But I will try and uh, adapt to Ape a rivalry Scape, between then. the <laughs> two of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll try and avoid things like that. Although, if I remember right, that week, because I thought Rich Matt would be on right. for a- Well, I thought Matt would be on for Ape uh, because wasn't it like a last-minute thing? And I was like, actually, Dan, could you... Because if I'd have known you were coming in, I would have been like, well, maybe not Apescape. But anyway, here we go. You know the rules you've got to guess the business, the organization, the setup, the structure, the foundation, the institution, the group, the hierarchy or the team for a game of my choosing Makes boss fight, I will personify the boss fight, give you the clues, you say stop, I say your name, you give me the answers clue number one. my first appearance in a video game was in two thousand and five, and my most recent appearance in a video game was in twenty eighteen ooh clue number two. My early beginnings were about the... Oh, Matt Lorigan.
1: Is it the Greek pantheon from God of
0: War? (laughs) Incorrect. Uh, Because that that would be 2018. Yeah, I guess Athena showed up in uh, God of War 2018. Although there has been another God of War this year. So I, but I don't the know who turns up in that. That's the thing. I've yeah, not played that. You, you've not played that, so you don't know. Yeah, fair enough to you. Incorrect. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clue number two. Stop by early... Oh, Dan. Is it third... Producer Dan. Is it third echelon? Uh, incorrect. Oh. Wait, stop. Uh, Matt Lorigan. Is it third
1: echelon from Splinter Cell? <laughs> oh shit! I forgot you need to say the game. Imagine if I
3: got screwed on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have chosen that
3: one. Uh, that incorrect. was correct. was blacklist, right? Uh, no way! Was it? Oh yeah, Jesus! It's been
1: it's been forever since Split This little game. Okay, so yeah, I got that completely just, wrong. Maybe it's some shit yeah. mobile game that they put out. Yeah, though, or, or like Ghost ghost, it. Re- ghost Recon,
0: right? It's like a shared universe, Tom Clancy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. actually, yeah, you could have. I could have got you on that because yeah, he did show up in like Ghost Recon Wildlands, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. To, uh, Sam Fisher. Anyway, uh, clue number two: my early beginnings were in the late 18th century, uh, and I was still going strong. In the early 21st century as well.
3: Ah, uh, see, now I feel like this has gone away from me. Clue number three. Stop. I was. Ah, uh, producer Dan. Is it the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil 3? <laughs> Incorrect, but I like your style. Famously Did first
0: be- I think appeared they actually- in 2005. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not, yeah. But, yeah, I think Umbrella had its beginnings in the 1700s, so who knows. Uh, clue number three, I was formed with the purpose of carrying out assassinations. Oh, stop? Matt Lorrigan. The assassins from Assassin's Creed?
2: <laughs>
0: Incorrect. Stop? Matt uh, Lur- wait, who said stop just then? No, Producer Dan?
3: No, no, I didn't, but have we ever had so many guesses after... I don't think so It's very guess happy this week I quite like the uh, (laughs) mad
0: energy of this week (laughs) Uh, Stop, stop Uh, Matt Lurigan Is it the Templars from Assassin's Creed? Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, 2005 to 2018 Come on It can't be Assassin's Creed Was that 2006 Assassin's (laughs) Creed? Uh, 2007 for the first one if memory serves and the most recent one was Valhalla which was 2020 so okay. yeah none that works <laughs> I okay think, I think I think but there was that big old chunky DLC last year or possibly this year when it went all nutty with Odin and everything anyway incorrect <laughs> uh, clue number four I have acquired although I have acquired multiple members over the years I only have one member at any one time oh jesus what Mm -hmm. what clue number five all my members seem to have the same surname
1: oh no what is this what stupid thing is this
3: (laughs) clue number six yeah, we've gone silent. <laughs> oh, I'm thoroughly not enjoying this one.
0: <laughs> Clue number six. The game I was in was originally well, I should say the first game I was in was originally a GameCube exclusive before being ported to other platforms. Oh! Stop? Matt
1: Lorigan. The Ganados from Resident Evil 4? Incorrect. Stop.
3: (laughs) Matt Lorigan. Las Plagas from Resident Evil 4? Incorrect. Mm. I feel like it's a Resident Evil game. (laughs) Because it's not incorrect. It's incorrect as if to say that there's... You're on the right lines, but you haven't got it right. I've played
1: Resident Evil 4 so much. What is the f- like a uh, thing? What's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. yeah, the thing I yeah, know the thing. You know the f- <laughs> you know, you, you know. This about. is the thing, <laughs> you
0: do know. Um What? What do you mean? I actually genuinely don't. What do you mean? What thing? <laughs> um
2: Oh
1: uh, uh, dear. Oh, uh, it's like class Oh uh, stop. Matt Lorrigan. Las Illuminados from
0: Resident Evil Four.
1: Incorrect. Okay, I've no idea then. Oh, that's me.
0: Yeah, I, I got. I got. I do have a final clue. Uh, if on. you'd let me get to it, but I was, I was, I, was I was pausing <laughs> patiently while these guesses were were, were were coming on. There is a gun named after my organization in a different game. A very very celebrated game, which oh. came out in the same year. Oh, oh wow! Stop, Matt Lorrigan...
1: Is it the Killer Seven from Killer Seven?
0: And this week's winner. Oh, okay. <laughs> is Matt Lorigan? Yes. My first appearance in a video game was in two thousand and five. The game was Killer Seven. My most recent appearance in a video game was in twenty eighteen. Uh, which was the oft-forgotten, absolutely bonkers uh, remaster of Killer7 that was just only released on PC. Really weird. Oh, how weird. Yeah, really, really weird. Don't know what the thing with that was, but there you go. Clue number two, my early beginnings were in the late 18th century, and I was still going strong in the early 21st. The early 21st is when Killer7 is set, uh, and the leader of Killer7, Harmon Smith is kind of immortal. Uh, clue number three although I've acquired multiple members over the years, I only have one member at any one time. If you play Killer 7, you will know that the Smiths are alter egos of lots of different killers inside the body of Harmon Smith and he transforms into them because he absorbs their souls. Clue number four, was formed <laughs> with the purpose of carrying out assassinations. Clue number five, all my members seem to have the same surname. Taking after Harmon Smith, they're all called something Smith, Garcia, and Smith, etc. And clue number six, the game I was in was originally a GameCube exclusive before being ported to other platforms. So yeah, bit of a weird one. Would you have gotten that one, Producer Dan? No,
3: I've never played that game. No, uh, neither, I don't even right. about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> considering you started the quiz segment with oh yeah, I've tried to pick some at you, both will know that's (laughs) gone out the window in week one
1: (laughs) and now Dan has no trust in that at all I
3: thought it it might be
0: a bit of a sort of because it's a bit of a cult thing right? it's one of those games where people kind of like they know of it, even if they haven't played it so I sort of thought, oh, it's kind of a cult thing maybe this all I
1: literally only got it from that last clue about the gun in another game and is that Resident Evil 4 or am I thinking that's funny
0: because that actually is Resident Evil 4 yes you can unlock the Killer 7 Magnum which is a reference to it was all part of what was then called the Capcom 5 which was a a string of exclusives meant for the Gamecube of which Resident Evil and Killer 7 were one. anyway that's 1-0 to Matt arguably unfair although Matt hasn't played it either
1: no, so, I just knew that a bit of trivia. That's just a bit of nonsense trivia that's in my head from Resident Evil
3: 4. Yeah, I don't have Fair any enough. nonsense trivia in my head whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Dan has cleared his head of nonsense trivia uh, all eyes on next week where I'll choose something from Mass Effect. Imagine if I said what I was going to choose <laughs> yeah. and then actually did that thing didn't that happen once when Rich was like you should do Manhunt and like the next week I did Manhunt and he lost
3: yeah Yeah. you 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 did say about that I think I was doing that one with Rich yeah Dan that was Dan
0: (laughs) I mean I think Dan Dan got it brilliant brilliant right yes well done it's about that time anyway uh, to hear from the listeners so what we'll do is chat about something inane we're supposed to have one little tiny inane chat chat you know i could just chat we'll have a lovely chat we'd be chatting banter video games chatting i tell you what bloody chat is it good uh, yeah that's a fact brilliant questions theories comments queries uh, you send them in and we will talk about it this one from najib uh He said, uh, you asked for Resident Evil 3 Remake, Tepid Takes. (laughs) Uh, He said, hello, Josh and Matt. And then in brackets, missing you, Rich. Uh, He said, you were discussing how much you loved the Resident Evil 3 Remake uh, last week. And you put out the call for others who loved the game, and even those who were disappointed by it. Uh, And and he said, well, I thought, uh, this is just asking for Tepid Takes. So, uh, he said, Resi background, only ever played the demo for Resi 2, terrified me back in 1998. Uh, came to the Resident Evil 2 remake having only previously played Resident Evil 4 very different game, I loved the Resident Evil 2 remake atmosphere, item management, problem solving, the extended time spent in each area uh, dealing with locked doors and puzzles, he said I even enjoyed dealing with Mr X which was quite a polarizing figure Um, And he says, uh, I'd heard all the negative things about the Resident Evil 3 remake, but I had to get it. Got it for 15 quid, and still, I was a little disappointed. He said, as well as being shorter, it was a lot more linear, more action-packed, but with the Resident Evil controls that are not great for action... Uh, And the Mr. X equivalent, Nemesis, was just scripted. Uh, I've read that the original Resident Evil 3 was similarly short and action-packed, so it seems to me, to this noob, he says, uh, that the remake was faithful to it, apart from the exclusion of the Clock Tower section, uh, complained about by people Josh might lovingly term as dweebs. (laughs) Uh, So he says, in short, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake was a disappointment to me, because it was a different game from the Resident Evil 2 remake. It didn't have the qualities that I loved about Resident Evil 2. It felt like DLC really. I did enjoy it, but I didn't didn't love it. All the best, Najib. And then brackets the vacuum fella. Najib works for a vacuum cleaner company. Nice. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And I think a lot of people, I think he kind of hits the nail on the head. I was going to say lot of that people sounds didn't like, like it because yeah. it was different, right? I think that's and he says you know short, sure, action packed, and linear. And I'm going yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. Well, that and uh, that's wasn't
1: that correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not sort of what happened with between Resident Evil Two, and Resident Evil Three back in the day as well? Like I thought Nemesis was. Considered, yeah.
0: Uh, N- Nemesis was never. There was never like AI or whatever. It was like it. They were scripted things. No, no. But I were, mean, you know, I know. mean, the game
1: was. A lot of people who like Resident Evil two. 2- then mm. went to Resident Evil Three and went, oh, it's shorter. It is more action packed. Like
0: yeah, yes, yeah, like it's kind of like Najib says, like it, like in that sense, the yeah. remake is kind of faithful. Like it, it was it was a shorter one and it did lean towards action in a, in a way yeah. that lots of folks had to have kind of overlooked. But it it was maybe the first game where it sort of went a bit more towards action. But for me. The remake was... one. Of, it was so good, because it, it did have that action. But then, where Najib sort of points out, you know, Resident Evil doesn't quite have the controls for that. Well, I think that's a good thing, because... At that's like, where the know, tension, yeah. That's where the tension, you know, and sort of this week playing Callista Protocol, you kind of don't want a protagonist who's too capable. They've got that roll dodge maneuver in Resi 3, which is just about enough so that you feel kind of empowered, yeah. but still vulnerable. And I love a relentless game that's just 0 to 60, leaves you in a sweaty mess, and it's over in like six to seven hours, and, you know, you could play it in a single day, and it's just an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. But I do understand. It is just different. If you've just played Resident Evil 3 and you want more of the same, it is different. But it it does pain me that so many people complained and that apparently the studio were like... They 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 tried to sort of be more faithful with the Resi Four remake, yeah. and they were kind of moved to the side because of that. And they were like, actually, no, we don't we don't want you to be that. Fa-. It's a shame because M two, I thought they knocked it out of the park. with well, I think 3. that's
1: half the problem is that I think Resident Evil two set the expectations right because before that, mm. the only sort of Resident Evil remake we had was the original one for the GameCube, and that was well, a you know f- you know fixed camera, all that sort of stuff. Resident Evil two set the expectations for what a Resident Evil remake was in the modern day. It, For sure, it yeah. it you know it, it fully expanded upon everything in that original Resident Evil Two. It uh, Resident Evil Two now is quite a basic looking game, right, with like small environments stuff like that. And it basically it filled in the blanks that you're missing from that with you know mm. by expanding how that environment looked and how all the yeah. environments looked and how they all connect up. Um, and I just think. That people went well. It's Capcom, right? I don't think. Other than Capcom, were very open often about who is making their games, unless you're really in the know and you look for it. Mm. So if you if you go well, they've remade Resident Evil Two. You're basically going the same people remaking Resident Evil Three, right? So when you if you, so, if, you yeah. if you go into if you go into that as someone who just assumes that's what's happening, and you go oh. Oh, okay, so I thought they'd do the Mr. X thing with Nemesis as well, why wouldn't they, like, if that's how your brain sort of connects mm. that together, and then yeah, Nemesis yeah. is scripted, rather than having that Mr. X, like, uh, following you around thing, and you go, and oh, they've, rather than, like, expanding upon it, they've actually cut stuff out of the original game, oh, like, I was, they didn't do that at Resident Evil 2, like, it feels like... There was an expectation set of what a remake w- would do, and like, because could it would do and would do, yeah, yeah, exactly. And because it was a different studio, you know, developing it, which you know, a lot of people aren't to know, it mm. was a different game. And I think if you played Resident Evil 3 remake by itself, or that mm. if you played that first, you'd probably have a much better experience. But I think Resident Evil 2 is such an above and beyond remake, right? Like, I think it. Mm. I think it's it's a hard task to live up to with the Resi Three remake, but I mean the the length thing doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like, no, nice short and game. I think we do,
0: yeah. we can get used to, you know. I think just things being different. I think expectations are great, but you know, be be a little more quicksilver in how quickly you could get rid of them. Like, well, like with Callisto, I think I could have probably played that and gone, oh, boo-hoo, this isn't this, this isn't that. And I sort of had to slap my own wrist about half an hour in and go, no. Play th- this for what it is. I think you're. Quite, <laughs> I think
1: you're quite good at that, though, Josh. I think it's the critic in you that does that. Like, yeah, maybe to be like so. taking on its own merit and stuff like that. Whereas, like, mm. uh, I, I'm like, I still, <laughs> I still resent the uh, the Ratchet and Clank remake in 2016 for cutting out planets one of the like, few
0: holdouts <laughs> yeah
1: I'm I'm perpetually angry about that whenever people bring it up because it's not a bad game people are like oh I love the Ratchet & remake I'm like it's shit it's not mm. shit but I'm like oh yeah it's a really bad remake <laughs> like so but yeah I I, I think I, I'm on board with the dweebs who are really mm. like you know Looking at this really small detail about like they cut out the clock tower, and like that's the entire sort of <laughs> criticism for them. Like, yeah, um, sure. and I think you're right. I think you're right. I think more people should be able to let that stuff go. But I, I as someone, or who, maybe, or at
0: least if they can't let it go, at least uh, do a thing where you know a couple years later or something, a bit like DMC, because I kind of did that with DMC. Go back to you, it. Can't, you, you like yeah, you kind of go back to it, but you go, but but you go, and I'm safe now because I know that they continued with classic Devil May Cry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's fine. It's a bit like, it's whenever Nintendo release a game, it's always like well there's just absolute panic because if the new Mario fucks it we have no idea if this is the direction they're going in, yeah. whereas when they release Odyssey, you can kind of look back on 3D Land and go well okay, I mean, now we I'm glad know it exists. didn't yeah. go that way, but now I can really enjoy this for what it is, safe in the knowledge that Odyssey's waiting for me at home. And I'm a big fan of that, you know, kind yeah. of going back and but anyway um, this uh, from Michael Vose this is quite funny because it's really old it's been on the back pile of questions for ages (laughs) so I have no idea what Michael Vose is talking about but I'm going to read it anyway hi lads apologies if my email had a bit of a negative tone last week you you are forgiven Michael
1: (laughs) yeah I was going to say I forgive Um, you
0: about about the rumor mill, he says I was frustrated because at the time of writing, I was a week or two behind on the old news cycle, and there was so much excitement on the podcast for these Zelda rumors, and I already knew it was false. Oh, he was like ahead; he would read the stuff, so yeah, he was just yeah, yeah. into the pot. Yeah, um, he said I did laugh. Uh, I did. I did love. I did love and <laughs> had a great laugh at Grubbs' apology. Oh, I see. I did love and had a great laugh at Grubbs, Jeff Grubbs' apology that he didn't check his sources as much as he should. Uh, which he then followed up with that. Um, he's certain the Metroid Prime remakes are happening. And then he says, in more positive news, I managed to get four months of Game Pass for my PC for less than two quid. Lovely stuff. Uh, he said, I want to try and play as many games as possible in those four months. Mu- Ooh. oh, I've kind of... I've kind of screwed him over here. Uh, (laughs) While I'm reading this email out, this email was. He had a time limit. He had an actual time limit on it, and he went, nah, nah. It somehow sank to the bottom of my log, but this was on Friday, the 23rd of September. So. With, so that's two months gone. But anyway, yeah. so he says, um, I'd love some double-A games and indie recommendations. So far, I've done Death's Door, I've done Unpacking, uh, and The Outer Wilds, and I'm just about to start Tunic. As usual, keep up the great pod and snack watch. Haven't been able to get some of those Sensations Narn things yet, but keen to try after all these glowing recommendations. Well, Michael Vos, first of all, uh, sorry for the lateness, you somehow slipped to the bottom of the log. Um, I hope you have had the Sensations non things, they are and I good, hope that you yeah. enjoyed them, because, yeah, Matt knows they're good, I know they are brilliant, um, although I haven't had any in ages, and I really want some now um, <laughs> all right, let me know how you got on with Tunic, I'm hoping that you enjoyed that, in terms of Game Pass recommendations, if you've got the <clears throat> the PC one, then get Norco, because Norco is phenomenal, I thought. Is that, is that not on console now as well? Oh, maybe it is now. This email's old. I'm, I'm getting old. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, I thought it was just a PC thing, but uh, has it been I've got a vague, over? I've got
1: a vague recollection of it being a console as well. But e- either way, that either way, yeah.
0: get on Norco. It's a cracker. Um, um, if you're looking at double A stuff, is d- interesting.
1: Play Tale games. Both of those are on Game Pass, and that's like pure double A in my mind. It's like,
0: weird in that because I think you're right. Well, the, fir- the first is- one definitely is double A, at the, the very least. The first one, definitely. Um, outrageous production on them, from um, from particularly the second game, but actually sort of both, but but particularly Requiem. Um, it's just nutty. I mean, I know it's um, a Sobo studio. It's people that do flights in, and I yeah. know um, the, the the publisher, they've got some big cash behind it. Is it Focus Entertainment that do it? So it's, you know... But yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a double A in spirit, but... The production's are nutty on that second game, but it's not triple A. So it kind of has to be double A, I
1: think. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's the thing, right? Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I know, I've heard because Eastwood has just come to Game Pass, and I've mm. heard amazing things about that in terms of like that sort of like indie Earthbound oh, yeah, yeah. style mm. thing. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm what... going
0: to play. Oh, by the way, I'm going to play that and talk about that next week. It's yeah, I I, I, I want to get
1: on that this weekend. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, well, well I'll, I'll hopefully talk about it next week because it's just gotten a port to. Uh, Xbox or yeah, is that right? Yeah, it was yeah. just Switch and it was Switch and PC,
1: right? Yeah, and it's coming. It's coming. It's just come to Game Pass. Um, Sweet. Which is a good one. What else? Well, what let's, else let's is recommend
0: there? that to <laughs> recommend that to Michael Vose despite us not having yeah. played yeah. it. But, so get yeah. on East with Michael Vose, because we'll probably we'll talk we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, that will be a fun one. In with <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Anything else? Sort of double A on on Game Pass.
1: Uh I think Bug Snacks just came on Game Pass. Um, that's good yeah which is a game that I enjoyed far more than I thought I was going to if I'm (laughs) you. like I was like oh this looks fun and then like it has that it has a very fun story the writing is is good and interesting and I think yeah it's um if you the less you know about bugs that's going in though the better right
0: the better for sure like um, it is yeah there's some there's some seriously weird nutty stuff in there but yeah get on that
1: one Absolutely. that one that i know josh will love i think is uh dante's inferno on the xbox oh, 360
0: forget about it yeah unreal I, that game lives long in the memory. it's it's like trashy but in a way that you just don't get anymore but. yeah Gl- glorious uh, EA going nutty with their money in like the noughties and spe- um,
1: speaking of EA obviously the original Dead Space is on is on there so if you know if you're eyeing yes. up Callisto Protocol and you can't play it oh mm. I'll tell you what Dead Space play it now still looks good still looks really really good like
0: yeah it does it, it's, it, it's bonkers how how, uh, yeah, how good it's the environmental right,
1: design on that is um is just bloody brilliant
0: <laughs> so, so there you go Michael Vose play Dead Space because maybe by if you don't adjust for inflation, maybe Dead Space could now be considered double-A by today's standards. How about that? How about we adjust for inflation? All <laughs> old triple games slip into what we might now term double-A. There you go. Easy. Easy. D- job Job done. <laughs> <laughs> That'll just about do it from us. Uh, apologies if you didn't get your question read out. Hopefully I'll read it in about two months and it'll be outdated. Love it. Uh, don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Don't. Well, you can go on Twitter if you want. I don't know what's going on with that uh thanks to adam cook andy b and Cullen ahearn for the music uh check out videogamer.com for your gaming needs what else what else what else i think that's everything yeah uh yeah i think we're good i yeah. think we're good it's gu- goodbye I, I, from me goodbye i trust you on this yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and uh goodbye from matt from upstairs matt downstairs
1: yeah i'm, down, I'm yeah downstairs for a few weeks now um <laughs> goodbye <Ooh>. all. <laughs>